Hello and welcome to JD's Big Fat Running Journey. Welcome back to JD's Big Fat Running Journey. I am your host, JD, because who else would I be? And this is episode 10. We're now officially into two digits for this podcast, which may not sound that amazing, but... As many of you, if not all of you know, I actually started this podcast last year in January, and I did not make it to 10 episodes last year before I pulled the plug. So the fact that I have now made it to 10 episodes is uh, it's a bit of a milestone. Huzzah! So we're going to have many, many episodes now with two digits before we eventually make it into the three digits. For those of you who've been a fan of my podcast, you will remember that the seeker podcast that I think ran for four years, 2014 to 2018, got up to 250 episodes. Same format as this. Shows come out when shows come out. That podcast definitely had weeks that saw three episodes. Not likely to do that here. Unless awful lot happens. Which, at least so far, my life is interesting, but it ain't that interesting. I don't think you'll see any three-episode weeks in the near future. As we climb up, 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 up the big hill in front of my house. So, wanted to get this episode out this weekend. This weekend being the weekend in between two half marathons. I have now done the Turkey Hill 14.25 half marathon, which 
I love at this point. I love the fact that uh, that marathon was an extra extra mile longer. Also, because it was a great day to do it. Um, weather was perfect, and it's just a nice run. I, did, I didn't really care. Um, and for thirty bucks, I, mean, I said, you know, there are five Ks that cost thirty bucks. This was a half marathon. I got to run an extra hour, or not an extra hour, an extra mile. Big deal, right? But Let's not do all this chatter at the top of the hill standing around. So my buddy Joe likes to say, let's get ready and go do something. So today's workout is an easy five miler. I will not bring you for the full five miles because that would definitely make this show longer than 30 minutes. And I do want to try and keep these in the 30 to 45 minute range. So, just had a bunch of rain go through here this morning, so the air smells and feels particularly clean right now since it's had a chance to get some of that pollen out of here. We had an air quality index alert. Not yesterday, two days ago. I think it was yesterday. Hard to tell when you work from home because the days tend to blur. So, if you're running along with me, today's ratio is 60 30 because today is supposed to be easy. I did one in a 90 30 and that was fine, but again, if you're gonna pay for a training plan, you're gonna pay a coach to help you out, it really does behoove you to do exactly what they tell you to do. So, I figure. He wants this easy, 60-30 will definitely make this easy. This is actually what I did at Turkey Hill to keep myself in the uh, 12 minute per mile pace that he wants me at for long runs and easy runs. So, and that's why we're doing it. It's also a good podcaster pace. So, there you go. So, we'll basically just do my usual usual loop, but we'll wait till we see my watch change over to say two and a half, and at that point we'll just loop around and retrace our steps. So I think we'll make our way out down Breakfast Meat Boulevard onto the Ridge Road, over onto Rocky Road, down to the bluebird box that isn't blue. Loop around. Back onto the ridge road. <clears throat> and I think we have to get all the way to the end of the ridge road. Turn on to the road leading to the back hill 
somewhere around there is where I think we will hit 2.5. And then we'll just retrace our steps back. So, of course, finishing up on Breakfast Meat Boulevard. So, there you go. So, very humid today. is not a surprise since it's cloudy and it just rained but it was very warm here yesterday for for mid mid may we got up to i think we got up to 84 um so yes i know i hear you chuckling florida that's warm up here for may i realize that's january to you but your hill is an on-ramp so or a bridge so we each have our thing anyway so next weekend is the St. Michael's Run Fest of which I am doing the half marathon along with my buddy Chris Darling. So be nice to see him there, and I, I may be seeing more of Chris than I had originally planned. It's a possibility we may be splitting a room in Easton, so, city, town, whatever it is, probably about 10-15 minutes away from the run so wanted to be in the neighborhood since the race starts at 7-10 um, about a two-hour drive for me maybe a little more than two I've done that from my home but it does mean getting up at 3 a.m. doing whatever I'm going to do at the home uh, quickly because I got two hours worth of driving ahead of me. So I said, yeah, let's not do that. I mean, I'll still want to be on the grounds at about 6. So I figure I probably have to leave my hotel room somewhere between 5.30 and 5.45 in the morning, so I'll probably be getting up at 4 a.m. So not a lot more sleep, but at least a little, another hour. So, yes. I wake up slow. You know, the earlier you wake me up, the longer it takes me to get ready, so I have my I have my routine that I do in the morning, so. Hopefully Chris is ready for that. It's not that bad. I do have my, my routine in the morning before a race, so. I shall do it again, so. So there it is. And then, well, this time, a week from now, I should be in my car 
on the way back. So, so as I said, race starts at 7.10 in the morning. I am in wave B, as in Bravo. Because I told them that I was going to do somewhere between two hours and I think 2.15 is what I told them. And that's what I plan to do somewhere in there, probably closer to the 2.15, but that's the plan. So I haven't asked, so I don't know what wave Chris is in. I heard him do a submission on the extra mile just yesterday in which he said he didn't think he would be as quick. So I won't hazard a guess to his, uh, his timing. Yes, we just went up another hill, hence the huffing and puffing. So. There we go. Whew. That'll be it for the uh, for the hills on this one. Some light hills now on the ridge road as we go back and forth. So make sure I'm running slow enough that this is an easy run. Want this to be zone two which for me is a heart rate of 132 down to 122. That's my zone two. So I want to keep it there. All right, I feel better now. So St. Michael's is reported to be flat which will be very fun, because again, we don't have any flat here. Even when I'm on now that I call flat, um, other folks would call a hill. Um, so I had a chance to go and get the map out on Google of the race course, and you know, grab that little guy, drop him over a number of streets, and according to the Google Pictures Spy Mobile. They ain't kidding. This race is flat as a pancake. All right, it's flat as Florida. So that will be very good news to me because that's not what I train on. So it should give me bit of a bounce. So I reached out to Coach Chris because this race is basically to do whatever I can. Don't actually have a time goal in air quotes you can't see because it's a podcast. It's audio. But uh, you know according to my watch 
it says based on the data it's seen I should be able to do 202 and I've always found that running watches are uh, generous I think is the word I want as to uh, how fast you can do, you can go for certain races particularly the longer ones it's probably close for a 5k it's not that far off for a 10 once you get to the half and the full it's like yeah I don't know guys I think you may be optimistic here Yeah, I think we're going to miss it for a little bit. I think it's about over. Yep. <laughs> See ya. That's my neighbor, Maynard. Yeah, but even have country names out here. Maynard, whose dad is the farmer. That breakfast meat boulevard was named after so you could say that his name is Maynard breakfast meat but every once in a while he catches me out here on a run so there you go being circled by the red-winged blackbirds which if you're not good in your ornithology the study of birds uh, you could easily mistake for a Baltimore Oriole they look similar but uh, I don't believe I've ever actually seen a Baltimore Oriole because Baltimore Orioles like not to be seen they're kind of like Monty Python and the larch you know You guys remember that one? That's had the uh, had the skit "How Not to Be Seen." Shows you an empty field, and here's John. John is trying not to be seen. And of course, you know you don't see anything, so he's doing quite a good job at not being seen. So. Anyway, if you like random references, you're in the right podcast, my friends, because they'll definitely be random. So, anywho, so, talking with Coach Chris, I said, you know, I find fitness watches are always optimistic about how fast you can go. What do you think? is a reasonable goal based on what you've seen so far. I'll wait for this car to go by. And the license plate that says go and go to four deer. Go for deer. We even have country license plates out here. Or tags. As they refer to in Pennsylvania. When they actually call it a license plate, they call it a tag. Your state tag. So, anyway. So, Chris got back to me and he said, Well, your magic mile 
says 215 is a reasonable goal. So, unofficially, that's my goal to do 215 or maybe a tad faster. His uh, race pace workouts have me doing a 10-10 pace and 215 averages out to 10-17. So, according to Mr. Galloway's book, 210, so the 210 or 212 is uh, what I can expect. Of course, assuming you've done the training, right? So, I think Coach Chris padded my results, which would be a wise thing to do, so that 215 is definitely doable. It's not necessarily the fastest I could expect so. I think probably 210 to 215 is the range. 208 and change is the fastest I've ever done a half marathon in the continental United States. I have to say that because I did 20403 in Iceland back in 2014. Although, that was in June, and I was going from training in 80, 85 degree heat here in South Central PA to Iceland, which at the time of that run was probably 56 degrees. So, talking about not having the same amount of stress. Probably a very similar experience to folks who train in elevation and then come here and it's like, wow, where'd all the oxygen come from? And all of a sudden they have a much better race. I think it was that thing that was going on. So I find that I get a similar bump when I go to flatlands. That's I always found, you know, running around here, you know, no matter what, I was somewhere between 10 minutes per mile and nine and a half minutes per mile. And yet when I would go travel up to Syracuse and I'd go run in a place called Onondaga Lake Park, which is flat. I'd go out and like, wow, I feel pretty good. What am I doing? 8.30, 8.25, what the? And it's the, uh, it's the flat land, so I don't have to climb many hills. So I think my big challenge for St. Michael's is to be careful I don't do that. And I don't go out and do 8.30 for the first five miles and uh, go out too quick. And I always, 
always run faster at the end if I need to. Frankly, better if you do, right? Everyone likes to do what we refer to in running as a negative split. You run a faster second half than a first, right? So, so my plan is going to be to go find any pacers that they have them. I don't know if they will, but if they do, go find the, uh, the 215 pacer and uh, stick around with them through mile nine. And then uh, if that still feels comfy, pick it up a bit. For the, uh, for the last four-ish. And see what I can do. Right? So there it is. Alright. What have we got so far? 20 minutes. Alright. So we got about 10 more minutes worth of chatter. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, pause this for a bit. Pick it up and uh, a little further down the road. back so I'm on the way back now so I'm just retracing my steps so I've switched over my watch to show me heart rate heart rate right now is 107 we'll see what we get up to on the trot here as I chat to you it's climbing now very, very happy, by the way, with my Koros watch purchase. This was, uh, was definitely worth it. I'm still waiting for the, uh, for the upgrade to the firmware. So, because it's going to give you a mapping. And that will be a lot of fun. So, 120 right now I've got a cadence of 173 <clears throat> and I believe this is a lap pace so I am slow I'm in the 13s here 1315 but that's the point just get out and go slow. So, I think this will update once I hit a uh, another mile mark. So, probably in less than a half a mile. 
this should update. That watch will probably buzz and tell me what my last mile was. So that's cool. But anyway, so I'm gonna do some shopping today and see if I can go find a running vest, sports bra, as I like to tease my buddies Anthony and Nate, because I'd like to have uh, I'd like to have some hydration in front of me rather than hanging on my hips. I uh, like to not have not have a belt anymore. So. 122. So, this is where I want to be on the run. So, of course, it's dropping as soon as I start walking. So, it's a good, good news. So, I'm going to go to my local running store, see what they have. I always like to buy from my local running store because, yes, could I get it easier off of Amazon? Of course. And I could probably have it tomorrow, along with lots of other stuff. But, you know, if everybody orders from Amazon, it's good news for people who work at Amazon. But then your local running store won't be there anymore. You know, people in your community, like the lady who put me in this pair of shoes I'm running in right now, they won't be there. That personal service isn't going to be there. So I do highly advise before you shop online, see if you can buy that thing at a reasonable price locally. And frankly, you know, don't be don't be nervous to do a little bit of haggling. You know, they'd rather make the purchase. Have you make the purchase from them than uh, than online? So you know you can buy the same pair of shoes online for thirty bucks less. Show it to them. Say, hey, I'd love to buy these here, but I can go to Amazon for thirty dollars less. Here it is online. You willing to take the thirty dollars off, and I'll just give you the money. So I'd rather give it to you. And uh, I think, you know, if their overhead isn't, isn't ridiculous, I think you'll find that your hometown place is willing to barter with you in order to make sure you don't go running to Amazon to go buy it. So, so yep. I'm going to go and see what they have. I saw something I liked, which was put out by, by Nathan, which uh, it's got a place for a two-liter bladder in the back. And uh, two little pockets in front, which come with, I think, 12 ounce bottles that have a stem that pop straight up so 
they're kind of right below your chin on either side so you just pull one over and take a drink but your water's right there pocket for your phone um, extra pocket in the back to go hide some stuff because I would like to do a couple of things with this it's not just for races or long runs I'd like to use it for hiking because that's my next thing is to get a pair of hiking shoes and do some hiking this summer As I found that uh, it's nice exercise. We have some nice trails around here. So, and that way you can pack your fluids, pack maybe a bit of food, have it all right there for you. So, and if it's sturdy enough, I'd also like to use it as a rucksack so if you're not familiar rucking is basically going for a walk with uh, you know some amount of weight on your back so usually something like 20 pounds can get all the way up to you know 60 70 pounds because you know if you're in the military I believe heavily Heavily laden in the military can get upwards of about 75 pounds um, that you're walking around with. So, and uh, I remember us doing that in indoor track. We had the uh, we referred to it as the sandbag, but it was a, a vest that had sand in it. I don't want to say it was like 20 pounds. And they made you wear that thing and then go for a long run. And then when you took it off, of course, you've just dropped 25, 20 pounds. All of a sudden, you feel like you can, uh, you can run for miles just because of the loss of weight. Which is the other reason why I need to start working on my diet. Because I'm not... I'm not overweight, but I did find when I dropped sub 170 that running became a lot easier. So, you know, there's a reason why you don't see a lot of 5'10", 172 pound distance runners. Um, you know, taking the uh, taking the uh, the race at Boston or any of the other elites, they tend to be a lot smaller, a lot lighter. Um, matter of fact, all the pros I've met, I've met a couple. The tall guys tend to be about five eight. Galloway's probably one of the tallest distance runners I've ever met. Um, Although Amby Burfoot definitely uh, is a uh, a tall character, I think he's probably six one. But uh, Boston Billy five eight, right? Um, 
Uh, who else did I meet? Um, Ryan Hall, he's 5'8". Maybe 5'9", but I think 5'8". Um, Meb, he's like 5'7". Um, and, uh, shoot, 72 Olympic winner for, um, for the marathon. Lives in Colorado. He's an attorney. Shoot. Um, well, I'll think about it when I stop recording, but um, I met him. He's, he's maybe 5'9". So distance runners tend to be in that 5'7", 5'8", and buck 50 or less. And even my coach, Coach Chris, he's not as tall as I am. He definitely weighs less. So, and he's a hell of a lot faster. So, there you go. So there's something to it. I need to improve my diet. So, I won't be able to do enough to uh, make a huge difference for St. Michael's, but at this point, improving the diet right now is to make things less bad, I suppose, and trying not to make it tougher on myself, even though I might like to have that extra donut. So, so, yeah, I'm really trying to think about that. So, anyway. This is probably long enough for a show. Yeah, I think I got 32 minutes here. So we'll wrap this up, tie a nice bow on it. So anyway, I want to give a shout out to you. Yeah, you right there uh, for, uh, for downloading this show and for being in the audience that is now given me over 100 downloads to this brand new show. So, yes. Does, uh, do other people get 100 downloads an episode? Sure. But I'm not doing this for, you know, put food on my table. I'm saying a Joe Rogan thing. This is doing this for the love of doing it. And for, uh, liking to communicate to you guys so that's all I want to get out of this regardless of what that barky dog has to say that's right that's the only reason I'm doing this so thanks for that thanks for being with me it's episode 10 um looking at the metrics for this show and not surprisingly, 80% of you, if I remember correctly, are living in the good U.S. of A. So, America. Then, uh, Canada is uh, well represented right behind. Thank you, Canada. Particularly, thank you, 
northwest Canada. And then the UK comes in. UK, I actually do have some English listeners and some Welsh listeners. And you know the lovely Welsh listener who I know is in that group from Wales because she starts this podcast every single time. That's the lovely Jane. This podcast wouldn't be what it is without her lovely voice at the beginning of every episode. I don't say it every episode, but I think about it every episode. I'm incredibly lucky to have Jane starting off this show. Just adds a level of class that would not be there if it were just me. So. Now, the most, most of you listening are dudes. Doesn't surprise me. Um, and uh, this actually does surprise me. Most of you are in the 35 to 45 age range. Yes, most of my audience is younger than I am. There are some folks in the 60 plus. There's some folks in the in the 50s, like yours truly. But most of you are in your 30s or 40s. I found that an interesting, interesting thing. So, thank you, millennials, who listen. So, of course, we are heard in Indonesia. We have listeners in Auckland. New Zealand, so howdy to both of you. Of course, we have our listeners in Germany. Hello to you. So, hopefully, over time, we'll have more countries to uh, give a shout out, but that's what we got for right now. And, uh, huh, what else? Uh, and so far, the uh, Tale of Two Watches episode, that's been the most popular. So, apparently people like shows where I compare gear. So, Hopefully I'll get a chance to do some more of that. So, you can help me with that. The way you do that is you go to your podcast app and you give this show a big fat five. Or whatever the highest score is. That puts us in front of more people in the algorithm. Which means more people listen. More people can like this share with their friends. Feel free to give me a shout out in the form of an email at jdsbigrun at gmail.com or if you listen on Spotify, which thank you, half of you do. Yep, 
between Spotify and Spotify for podcasters, which sure is me, just making sure the audio quality was good. I don't listen to the whole show, but I like to make sure that what uploaded sounds good. Um, so half of you are on Spotify. Please go ahead and interact with the episode. Either answer the question, answer the polls. You can go back in time. I leave the polls open for a month before they close. So please go ahead and interact. We can do more stuff with that. And once this show gets popular enough, if it were to, then I have some uh, some ability to go to some of these different companies and say, hey, I got this show that has averages so many listeners, and uh, I'd love to uh, try out some of your products and talk about them on my podcast. There are actually people looking to do that, but I don't suppose there are going to be a lot of people interested in this show just yet. We're still a bit too new. So, they like to see that they're going to get some bang for their buck, and I don't blame them. So, for right now, it's going to be whatever I purchase, and then I'll go ahead and be sure to do a nice report on that equipment, hydration, nutrition, whatever it happens to be. So, from the road, this is your host, JD. Kicking off here. Of course, you're wonderful people. I'd love to stick around and talk with you a lot longer, but I gotta run.